In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Teddy. Okay, when you think about the black market, yeah, what do you think about? Um, like drugs and Bitcoin. <laughs> In the black market, illegal meat. Yeah, so like the things that we see in news or pop culture, they're like usually drugs, illicit content, and I guess legal meat. Legal meat. <laughs> legal vegetables. <laughs> legal vegetables. But there's also less talked about things. Like, you know the movie Taken? Yep. Liam Neeson, yeah. Yes. So this girl and her friend, they go on holiday and they get abducted by this human trafficking group. And they catch the two girls they try to sexually exploit them and then they try to sell them off at the black market. But as it turns out, like Liam Neeson, her dad, is some badass and saves the day and then he rescues her and then, yay, happy ending. She goes home. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other types of trafficking cases every day around the world. And how many of them do you think have a badass hero to save them? Two percent. Yeah, most of the time, the victims are auctioned off or sold in the black market, never to be seen again. Hi, I'm Teddy. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we're looking at a different kind of trafficking case, one that happened right here in sunny Singapore. It's just two days before Christmas on 23rd December 2019. And this is right before COVID, so all is well. Everyone is looking forward to the holidays and the new year. And we have a ton of people probably out and about. And it's the last few days of work before Christmas for some, Mm -hmm. all getting last-minute shopping for others. But for someone that we'll call Jeremy... He had some very, very interesting shopping to do on the black market. Mm. So just like a lot of shady things that are happening in Singapore right now, it starts on Telegram. (laughs) It's just like, what's up with all these shady-ass Telegram groups, okay? So you see, Jeremy is a member of a Telegram group chat that discusses some very illegal very black market trafficking matters. So he's being a very, very naughty boy. Okay. And usually on this chat, he's a lurker. So that means he doesn't talk. He just reads the messages silently in the background, waiting for that special someone to come his way. And it's a long wait, and it's kind of hard to find the perfect fit, especially when most of the messages on the chat disgust him. It, it puts him off. These people are pretty shady and really some of the things that they do is so gross. So then why is he there? 
<laughs> we'll find out. Okay. So he waits and waits, and one day his wait finally pays off. There's an offer on the Telegram chat that sparks Jeremy's interest. Honestly, I assume this is how it's gonna sound like. Okay. Because you know, like eBay carousel Gumtree chat, and Jeremy's like, "Hey, bro, interested." Still avail, <laughs> and of course the dude wants to make a sale, right? So the guy's like, "Of course, bro, it's a fine specimen," and I don't know why they sound like that, lah. But I assume that everybody selling on on Telegram will be like, "Bro, bro," <laughs> and I mean, really, I'm a bit like that on Carousel. How about you, Urban? Um, I guess <laughs> <laughs> fast deal. Fast deal, bro. Fast deal. So now Jeremy isn't a chump. So he's like, picture, cause you wanna know what you're getting, right? And lo and behold, the seller sends over a couple of pictures, and it looks quite legit. But you know, anyone can take a picture off the internet. So now he's like, oh, how about a video? And again, the seller comes true. The seller actually sends over a video. Hmm. Yeah, you should so. ask for like the newspaper. Like like a kidnap verification. Kidnap ransom note newspaper. How do I know that it's alive? Yeah, yeah. All right. So now that we've we've sorted that the deal is kind of legit, right? The transaction was gonna happen in two parts. For part one, a deposit. So now Jeremy confirms that he's interested. He wants to like fast deal, bro, mm. and he pays a deposit to the seller, who will then traffic the said purchase into Singapore from JB. Okay. Now part two, the transaction. So this is where we are right now, two days before Christmas, on twenty third December twenty nineteen. Oh, coffee will be jammed, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad time to traffic anything. Right? So, it's around 6pm, which means that the causeway is jammed. Yeah, what, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. So, now, I'm going to say honestly, when I first read this case, right, I thought this was going to be Ishun. Because, like, bad things kind of happen in Ishun, right? And, like, I can say this because, like, I was born in Ishun. But no, this case doesn't happen in Ishun. It happens in Block 811, Jurong West, Street 81. Now, at first, Jeremy was pretty worried. He was like, Oh damn, I'm not sure if this guy is going to show up. I mean, who does an illegal trafficking trade in the middle of a bunch of HDB blocks? You know, it's like so obvious. It's too obvious, right? Mm -hmm. And then, wait, what if he doesn't show up at all? And then Jeremy would have lost like $500. He would have just been like scammed out of $500 out of this random ass Telegram group chat. Right. Oh, wait. What if this was like a gang violence situation and then a gang comes, beats him up and then takes his leftover $500 that he brought? Seems like a lot of trouble for $500. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could make it other ways. Yeah, see, it's really not worth it to do illegal things. It's a lot of trouble for a lot of nothing, right? So I don't know why people are like that. But finally, he shows up. So, we don't know why, but we're going to call the trafficker Mr. Tan. If you Google really hard, you could probably find his name, but for now, we'll just call him Mr. Tan. Oh, if I Google Mr. Tan, I'll find him. 
<laughs> Revenge. Okay, <laughs> if you Google the case. Right, okay. okay, so we don't know why, but Mr. Tan, he's like in a damn bad mood. He's like stompy, stompy. You know, like when somebody's getting ready to rage. Or maybe he knew that he was doing something illegal and he wanted to make sure that he came off like extra scary so that people would be scared to scam him, you know? Okay. But like he had like no customer service, basically. Right. But even though he had no customer service, he was still ready to make the illegal transaction with Jeremy. Okay. Is this the guy from Telegram or just like a runner? This is the Telegram guy. Okay. And so uh, another thing, Telegram guy is like 23, so he's pretty young. Okay. He appears with a plastic bag in his hands and he's ready. And then can you guess what happens next? Um, he gives him the plastic bag. And at the moment, Mr. Tan gives Jeremy the plastic bag. An investigation officer pops up in a surprising move and Mr. Tan is like startled. Oh, sting. He's startled and arrested. It's a sting. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed it, it was a sting. <laughs> and Jeremy was an undercover volunteer. Yeah, so Jeremy was actually part of an operation to capture the trafficker. It was a sting operation to capture Mr. Tan, mm. who was later charged in court. And on 1st March 2020, Mr. Tan, he was sentenced to a $9,000 fine for bringing in and trying to sell a crocodile. Oh man, it would have been so much better if it was a stingray. <laughs> then it would have been a sting. A sting operation. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. It's like yeah. a, a tiny crocodile in a do plastic you, bag. Do you still care even though it's like not a person? Yeah. Yeah. Poor crocodile. Uh, yeah, it's a crocodile, but I bet you never saw that coming. So, Mr. Tan was selling a crocodile at a HDV void deck. And besides the shock that it turned out to be a crocodile, and maybe feeling a bit cheated, like, I didn't tell you that at the beginning. Do you feel as bad as you did before when you thought he was, like, human trafficking? For our listeners, I mean, it's reasonable for us to feel strongly for our fellow human beings in a crime. But what I'm trying to say here is that animals deserve our help and protection too. So now don't go away because the case is not over. It only gets more ridiculous. So let me explain and let's rewind. Now, a big part of the black market actually involves illegal animal parts like ivory tusks, mm. pangolin scales, and like the actual wildlife animals. Yep. And that's what Mr. Tan was convicted of. He was caught trying to sell a 72cm crocodilian known as a false garial. 72 cm. Oh, that's quite big. How did he put it in a plastic bag? Yeah, right? I assume yeah, it's like a big bag. plastic bag. It's like like an Ikea, Ikea plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, no. like You know those big plastic bags that you get from Art Friends when you buy like a canvas or something? Right. How did the customs people not detect Catch this? It, right? Maybe he snuck it like, you know, in the spare tire container. Right. Oh, he drove too, I see. Okay. I actually, we don't know. But like, I mean, surely there, there's a way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now, the false garial sometimes also known as a Malayan garial, is a freshwater crocodile native to Malaysia. Not not crocodile in the sense, but like crocodilian. Okay. And it's listed as vulnerable in the International Union for Conservation of Nature Red List of Threatened Species, or the IUCN Red List. And even if we look past its IUCN status, these crocodiles can grow up to 5 meters long. So at some point, you're not going to be able to keep it in your flat or even your landed house unless you have like 
the biggest property in Singapore. Like, And you're not going to be able to keep it in a tank. And the thing is, while they mostly eat fish and crab, which means that you have to be pretty baller to keep it, they are also known to have eaten monkeys like macaw monkeys, which means that if you have a small dog, your small dog is at risk. Okay. Mm. So we're not done with the case yet. So three days after his arrest, they checked his flat in Block 816 Jurong West on December 26th, so like Boxing Day, mm-hmm. and they find even more. So they weren't even like hidden, you know, like sometimes you know you're doing something illegal, you hide it in like your storeroom or something. Right. In his living room, there were three hedgehogs kept in plastic containers. Is it illegal to have a hedgehog? Yeah, it's illegal to keep hedgehogs as pets in Singapore. Okay. And so he was fined $600 for the three hedgehogs, which I guess is like $200 a hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is that he had a wife and he had two kids and he was doing this like very illegal thing. And then can you imagine you got your like little false garial in the house with your two kids? Right. It's, it's a bit dodge, you know? Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, he also had to pay back. He had to pay Jeremy back the five hundred dollars for the deposit. So, <laughs> so you know, if you're like uh undercover volunteer, you won't lose your deposit money. Wait, so, how much did he get fined for the crocodile? Like nine k. Oh, that's quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a pretty okay ending for the crocodile. And you might notice if you've been to the Singapore Zoo recently. Mm-hmm. So. He ends up being housed at the Singapore Zoo. So if you see a false garial there, it might just be the one from the story. And okay. also he had to pay the zoo like $3,435 for like, you know, like stapling okay. fees and stuff. That's I don't know. not a bad trip. I mean, I'm sure the zoo is nicer than some forms in like Ulu, Ulu JB. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he got like an upgrade, you know. <laughs> like probably not a swamp, probably more like an illegal warehouse in JB. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they caught it from the wild. Right? Or do you think they were like... I don't know. Maybe growing. they bred it. Yeah. Hmm. Which is also pretty dodgy. Like, like even backyard breeders in Singapore are like super dodgy. Yeah. So a lot of the cases, if not all, that we talk about in this podcast are human-related. And in the beginning of the episode, when I was talking about the black market and human trafficking, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Yeah, right? And yeah. a little scared. Scared. To to some extent, we know that these things happen in the world around us and we're very privileged to have never experienced it or seen it firsthand. So we don't really think about it, but I I also think it's quite scary. And then later on when the case was revealed to be a crocodile, why you just as shook as I was? Yeah, man. I love animals. Yeah. So I mean... I shook it. So these animals are actually damn poor thing because they are also so helpless. And many a time, they are trapped in horrendous living conditions and most of them don't even make it out alive. Anywhere from 30 to 90% of the animals die in transit. Mm. And you know why? Because it's illegal. And so usually they have to hide somewhere in a tight space with limited air, without food, without water. Mm. In some cases, trafficked wildlife usually die because smuggling involves hiding them with no air to breathe, no water, no food, like we said, and the stress kills them. Yeah, I can imagine it being quite scary. And because of such high mortality rates, the smugglers, they still want to make profits from whoever is left alive, right? Yeah. So they end up smuggling in large numbers. For example, thousands of tortoises Mm -hmm. at one go. 
And so like the suffering is immense and trade is so wasteful. Can you imagine you ship like a thousand tortoises just for like maybe like a hundred or two hundred to make it through. So you're you're opening a crate full of dead tortoises. That's so sad. Yeah, it's quite terrible. So today's podcast is in collaboration with Animal Concerns Research and Education Society, or ACUS in short. And Jeremy, in our case today, is actually an undercover volunteer from Icarus. Yay! Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and they worked with MPACS to capture Mr. Tan, but their work doesn't end there. So Icarus does the most. Icarus does a lot for animals. And when they're trafficked, they end up in bad shape. Sometimes they can have deformed bones, they can end up blind, they can have liver or kidney failure mm-hmm. from being given the wrong diet by the traders or maybe like even uninformed owners, people yeah. who are buying from these people. And so Aegis does rehabilitation for these animals. So you think a bit like an animal hospital, animal rehab. And they have a vet and everything. Me and Ruben actually like went to see the Aegis. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And when they take these animals in, they don't just like plop them in cages, okay? So we went to see you also to like okay. be like, you aren't just like plopping them in cages. <laughs> and they have to spend like time and money to recreate their habitats. So these means things like heat mats, lambs, dietary supplements, sourcing certain plants, securing proper formula, commercial diets, and even like preventative veterinary care. You know, like every year you bring your dog in for its shots. You think you don't need to do that for a turtle? Ah? No, of course you do. And yeah. they do it there. Or maybe, or maybe not a turtle. Ah. I don't know. They do, right? I'm sure they need healthcare. Yeah. And as far as possible, they also try to repatriate, you know, like they try to send back the animals to where they came from. And you know when people say, go back to where you came from. That's what Acres wants the animals to do in the most loving way possible. So Acres has actually repatriated over 65 trafficked wildlife animals back into the wild. So that's some pretty good work. To find out more about what Acres does, check out their Instagram at eyesofacres. That's E-Y-E-S of Acres. Or find them on TikTok at Acres Singapore. That's Acres Singapore. And if you like this case, share it with your friends. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps the show. Thanks for being on the show again, Ruben. Thanks, Daddy. Yay! Remember, you can drop me a DM on Instagram at a briefcase podcast if you have any recommendations. And as always, find me online at abriefcasepodcast.com. And do join us next week for... Another Briefcase.